Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, it's the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Monday on the day after the Super Bowl. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. I hope that you enjoyed that Super Bowl because that was very exciting. I will get into everything Super Bowl. I'll break down the game, the commercials, the halftime show. Could be the greatest halftime show of all time. I'm going to have Rob Frazier on the show later. We do have other sports to talk about. So let's go ahead and get right into the show. we got a great show for you. Going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams winning the Super Bowl over the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. Cooper Cup is Super Bowl MVP. We had some big NBA games, and the Atlanta Hawks, maybe they're just not that great as they drop two games over the weekend to the Spurs and the Celtics. We had a shocking hockey game. The United States beats Canada 4-2 to two, and then turns around and beats Germany 3-2 to two on Sunday to win Group A. And, of course, I will cover all the local sporting events in the Chattahoochee Valley to include high school playoffs for basketball. All right. Before I begin this show, I want to say I'm going back to three guests this week. Because I have a very busy week. I'm calling three soccer games in three nights this weekend. Of course, Matt Austin and I will have our Columbus Rapids weekly show. And I'm doing a podcast for Freed Harmon. So it's it's going to be a busy week. And I'm just giving my regular guests break. I love my guests. The past two weeks has been great having five guests in five days and they've all been great and I'm looking forward to them coming back on the show it just I'm gonna have a show tomorrow just dedicated to just me just just a reminder you are listening to this on WQEE 99.1 FM the key and so tomorrow's show will be just me for 25 minutes as I will give you my sports rants and then same with Thursday's show on Wednesday's show I'm gonna have Brad Page and then my regular guests on Friday will be Gabe Reynolds as we'll still talk about the Super Bowl I mean it's gonna be a week later but now we don't have football anymore and there is no sign that baseball is gonna get back anytime soon so let's get right down to the game well Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams for buying a Super Bowl championship. I know that Odell Beckham Jr. injury was huge, and it caused Matthew Stafford to have one less weapon out there. The turning point was the 15-play drive for 75 yards, and Cooper Cup gets Super Bowl MVP as he has two touchdowns. They weren't going to give it to Matthew Stafford. He had three touchdowns, but he had two interceptions. I really thought they were going to give it to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald had the play of the game as the Cincinnati Bengals had a third down of one. They ran the ball, and Aaron Donald stopped the running back. I honestly think that Cincinnati was in position to at least go down there and tie it, and the game would go into overtime. But Cincinnati had their chances. They had a 20-16 to 16 
lead, and they had the ball several times, and they could not get anything going. I think that injury that Joe Burrow had made the difference in the world. There was a questionable pass interference call right at the five-yard line that caused the Rams to have a first and goal. But overall, a good Super Bowl. Another Los Angeles team wins a major championship in the last two years. You had the Lakers win it in 2020. The Dodgers won it in 2020. And now the Rams win a Super Bowl. And I think this is it. They're not going to win another Super Bowl for a very long time. They do not have any first-round draft picks until 2024. There were a lot of better teams this year. The Rams just caught a lot of breaks. They didn't have to play the Packers. They didn't have to play the Cowboys. They didn't have to play the Chiefs. And they didn't have to play the Bills. I'm not trying to be salty. I'm not trying to be bitter just because I'm a 49ers fan. And I just don't like L.A. teams. They caught a lot of breaks. The Bengals? Oh, yeah. They'll be back. Joe Burrow, all the Bengals have to do is get a decent offensive line. And Joe Burrow is going to be unstoppable. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be in contention for the Super Bowl every year as long as the Cincinnati Bengals gives him the help that he needs. There's even talks that Rob Gronkowski wants to come play in Cincinnati for Joe Burrow. That's huge. So Joe Burrow will be back. Cincinnati does not. They don't have to hang their heads down low because they played a phenomenal game. This was just an amazing Super Bowl. The commercials were funny. I'm glad that the E-Trade Baby came out. I loved the trailer for Doctor Strange and the trailer for Jurassic World. I liked the Disney Plus and all the goats. I liked the Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, Lay's Potato Chips commercial because that's their third Super Bowl commercial together. And they seem to just have a lot of chemistry together because they do a lot of movies. The halftime show, the greatest of all time. And it's not even close. I know that I got on Twitter and people that don't like rap are talking, well, Prince is still the greatest of all time. And, and you're just a hater. Look, I grew up listening to hip hop. I listened to all their songs. I mean, and it was a very groundbreaking, the greatest halftime show of all time. I mean, it brought me back to my junior high days back in 1992. I was shocked they didn't come out with nothing but a G thing, but Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg came out with the next episode, which was a very good song from his second album. that came out in 1999. Mary J. Blige did Family Affair, No More Drama, I can't even tell you what Kendrick Lamar does because I don't really listen to Kendrick Lamar. 50 Cent made a surprise at the Super Bowl halftime. Eminem came out with Lose Yourself. And then the finale was still DRE, which still one of the greatest beats of all time. All right. So that was fun. Now let's talk about, oh, the poor, pathetic Atlanta Hawks. Boy, they really break your heart. This is not the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's get that straight. This team is a 500-team, borderline playoff team, which they dropped to the Boston Celtics on national TV. Jason Tatum had 38 points. The Hawks just had no answer. If you're a good team, you're going to be consistent all around. Kevin Herter would have good games every night. I know that Bogdan Boganovich had a good game, but where was that all year? DeAndre Hunter didn't show up. Yes, they're going to be without John Collins for three games. But this is starting to be embarrassing if you're a Hawks fan. And right now they're the 10th seed. I don't see them going anywhere in the playoffs. They lost to the Spurs on Friday night. The games are getting tougher because they got, they got to get ready to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I saw the Warriors-Lakers game on Saturday night. That was the best game all year. LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook were playing like it's game seven of the NBA Finals. And they were no match for the Warriors. 
Klay Thompson had 33 points. I know LeBron had 26 points, but he has the worst three-throw percentage when the game's on the line with less than 10 seconds left to go. He had a shot to tie the game as he got fouled and had three shots, and he misses the first one. And so the Lakers right now are the ninth seed. I mean, they would have to – this is what it means to be the ninth seed. You have to win two play-in games just to get the eighth seed, which means you have to play the Phoenix Suns. It's over. The The Lakers' experiment of getting all these future Hall of Fame players, it's an antique show, and it's an absolute joke. College basketball over the weekend, I still think Auburn is the number one team, even though they lost to Arkansas. They beat Texas A&M 75-58. Gonzaga beat St. Mary. Purdue lost a game to Michigan, but they you know, they survived against Maryland. Memphis with the biggest upset all weekend beating Houston 69 to 59 and now I think Memphis is now a bubble team. I think that Memphis can sneak into this tournament with a couple more big wins. Local scores in college basketball, you had Georgia losing to South Carolina 80 to 68 and you had Virginia beating Georgia Tech 63 to 53. Georgia State gets a big win over App State, 49, uh, 58 to 49. And Georgia Southern loses to Charleston Coastal, Carolina, 79 to 58. Sunday, Mercer gets a win on the road to UNC Greensboro. So, congratulations to the Mercer Bears. So, the United States hockey team is just shocking everybody right now. After beating Canada 4-2, to two, that was surprising. They beat Germany 3-2 to two on Sunday. They win Group A, and they move on in the playoffs. Your current medal standings as of today, and of course it might change because all these matches, all, all these uh, events are taking place in Beijing. Norway, I'm not shocked. Norway's got 21 medals, followed by the Russia Olympic Committee with 17 and Germany with 14. The United States has 12 medals, 6 gold, 5 silver, and 1 bronze. This is my favorite part of the Winter Olympics because this is where the hockey gets really, or where hockey gets really big and then bobsledding starts getting big and then you have your long program and figure skating. So yes, I have paid attention to the Winter Olympics. It is a big deal. Moving on to local sports here in Columbus, Georgia. The Columbus State Cougars fell to the Lakers of Clayton State, 69-67. Columbus State is now 16-8 overall and 7-7 in the Peach Belt Conference. And they will travel to Americus, Georgia, this Wednesday to take on Georgia Southwestern University. They were down by 12 with about 5.19 left to go against the Lakers, and their rally came up short. The Lady Cougars, however, got a 20-point win, 76-56 over the Lady Lakers, and they are now 13-9 overall and 6-6 in the Peach Belt. And they will also travel to Americas, which is about an hour and 20 minutes from Columbus, just down the road. Their closest rival in the Peach Belt, if you want to check out that game, because Americas is really not that far. And so that is going to be a good contest for both the Cougars and Lady Cougars. How about your Columbus River Dragons who take over second place in the Federal Prospects Hockey League with a 19-9-5 record by sweeping 
the Delaware Thunder. Yeah, they're the worst team in the league, but they beat them Friday night 3-2 to and then 5-3 to on Saturday night in front of a packed house at the Columbus Civic Center with over 6,000 fans for military night. It was the largest attended River Dragons hockey game in history. And then the Sunday matinee, of course, it started at 1 because they got to get it done and over before the Super Bowl. They defeated Delaware. And so the River Dragons looking really solid. Some more local teams. I want to talk about LaGrange upsetting number 11 Maryville 101 to 98. And then they turned around and beat Berea 87 to 83. They're now 13 and 10 overall and 8 and 2 in the USA South. Kyle Brown led all scores with 25 points against that game against Maryville. And they will host Huntington at the Marriott Gymnasium this this Wednesday. So come on out to the Marriott Gymnasium if you're up in LaGrange. The LaGrange baseball team is 2-0 on the season as they beat Rhodes College 8-6, and they take on Barry College this Tuesday night. And, of course, when I have my Tuesday show, I will go ahead and break down all the local action to include high school basketball that kicks off this Tuesday. The 4A Region 2 playoffs will kick off this Tuesday. Of course, Spencer is the overall number one seed, followed by LaGrange as they try to make it into the state playoffs. The state playoffs will be underway this Wednesday for Alabama as congratulations to Smith Station for winning the 7A Area 4 championship over Auburn, 70-54. to They will take on Jefferson Davis out of Montgomery this Wednesday in the playoffs. And congratulations to the Columbus State Cougars for taking two out of three against Spring Hill. They dropped the first contest 8-5, to five, but they came back and they beat Spring Hill and they are now... 6-1 on the season. And they will take on Tuskegee next. Well, I think it's about time to bring on Rob Frazier. He is my Monday guest, as always. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On the show, my Monday guest, Rob Frazier. We are going to talk everything Super Bowl. Rob, great to have you back on the show today. Hey, thank you. And it's not just any... Normal Monday today, is it, Richard? It's Valentine's Day, and, you know, men uh, men coming off that Super Bowl hangover need to be reminded, hey, today is Sweetheart's Day, so uh, make it count. So we're going to talk everything Super Bowl, not just the game, because we're going to break down the game, but we're also going to talk about the commercials and the halftime show. And let's go ahead and start with the game. The Los Angeles Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to to win their second Super Bowl, first as the L.A. Rams. It's the first major professional football championship since the Los Angeles Raiders won in 1983. Cooper Cup was the Super Bowl MVP. I actually think that the Super Bowl MVP should have been given to Aaron Donald. But, Rob, what are your thoughts on the game? Well, a few thoughts uh, just off the off the top of the show here. Uh, the score was was strangely in line with the prediction. It ended up being a three-point game. Most of the lines had it at four, four and a half, that sort of thing. So that that was interesting. And a total of 43 points was close to uh, what they predicted the, the points would be. Uh, I would say both of those were under the predictions. So we got a really good game, which is what everyone was hoping for if you know those weren't your particular teams. But just in general, a really good game. 
lots of storylines in this game, which we'll cover in a few minutes, you know, tidbits from the game. As far as the game itself, uh, it kept your attention. There were a lot of big plays uh, in between the mundane plays. Uh, the run game wasn't really working for either team. So lots of big plays, uh, lots of really good action on both sides of the ball. And, of course, uh, just the sportsmanship was good to see. You know, it's a competitive game, but – uh, the amount of respect that the coaches and the players had for one another uh, was really nice to see as well. I like how you talked about the run game because the Cincinnati Bengals defense, they stopped the Rams running attack. I thought that the game changed when Odell Beckham Jr. went out with that injury. The Bengals did a great job on Cooper Cup in the first half. And having that 20-13 to 13 lead, I actually thought that the Bengals – could put it away after they got the interception off Stafford and the Bengals came out the gate in the second half. There was a controversial non-offensive pass interference call that the refs missed. The Bengals went up 17 to 13 when Stafford threw that interception. I thought the Bengals were going to put it away, but hats off to the Rams defense for stepping up. It was strength. The Rams defensive line knowing that they have got to get to the quarterback, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. I feel this is why Aaron Donald should win Super Bowl MVP is because he stepped up on the biggest stage when it mattered the most, and they did the job. Even when the Rams took the 23-20 to lead and the Bengals had a minute and a half left to go with two timeouts to go down to the field to at least kick the field goal to get it into overtime, Aaron Donald made two huge plays. The run on third and one to keep Samaje P. Ryan short of the goal line. It was just his strength keeping him from the goal line and then the pressure on Joe Burrow to get the ball out quick and the Rams take over on downs, and that's your ball game. And the Rams' defense stepped up when it mattered the most. What can you say? I mean, they won this Super Bowl because they stepped up when the plays mattered the most. The turning point in the Super Bowl was the fact that the Bengals could not get any offensive drives going in the second half. They did have that one big play to T. Higgins. Other than that, the Rams defense shut down the Bengals. Yes, you know, and a couple things, you know, a few game notes here, okay? As far as the MVP, I would say, you know, if you use the points uh, example, that, you know, basically Cup, Cup won the MVP by half a point, okay? So, in other words, if, if they don't go down and, and get that score, then no matter how good the Rams defense was they weren't going to win that game the, the Bengals held that lead for a long time what I didn't like about that game is the refs they called a good game uh and did you notice there I was like here we go again I mean they called like three or four penalties on the Bengals uh on that last offensive drive for the Rams and I realized some of them were legit calls but it's like all playoffs long you know there were no controversy you know it's just a shame there that the referees had to blow their whistle and because that affected that drive you know, and you could see the frustration on, on the Bengals coach face and all that. And then even with that, yeah, the Bengals still had an opportunity to go down and get in field goal range. That's what I was thinking, Richard. I'm like, all right, they're going to at least get in field goal range and give that kid a chance. And what a kid. I mean, that that uh, he's probably the, you know, had had a rookie, right? Uh, McPherson and uh, having a great season and love his confidence. But yeah, uh, it's interesting because uh, Burrow had a better game from the quarterback position. But yet, like you said, Donald took over at the end. 
And uh, there was even talk about whether he would retire. Uh, that was one of the storylines in the game, too. If he won it all, would he retire? But he, he's still <laughs> he's still too good to, to retire. I think he'll come back. Hats off to the Bengals. They're not going anywhere. In fact, they have the fifth best odds on to win the Super Bowl next year. They, they already got the odds on to win the Super Bowl next year, Rob. And the Rams are not number one. It's the Kansas City Chiefs followed by the Buffalo Bills. And the Rams are number three, followed by the Dallas Cowboys and then the Cincinnati. Shocking. But the Bengals aren't going anywhere. Joe Burrow has proven if he gets an offensive line, I think that the Bengals will be the team to beat in the AFC. And that includes over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. For the next 10 years, we're going to see these three teams with these quarterbacks just position themselves in the AFC to probably compete for the Super Bowl every year. It's going to be fun and exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, here comes the new class and also coaching matters. Um, I've seen in this latest round of coaching hires how a lot of teams are taking chances on the young guys. And uh, with uh, Kansas City, you know, waiting to see if uh, the enemy leaves to go prove himself with another team. That's a big factor with Kansas City. And even with the Bills, you know, possibly losing, looking like they're going to be losing their uh, offensive coordinator, you know. Uh, in, fact, in fact, I think he already left to take a job. Is he the one yes, that went Brian to take Dable. Yes, he went to go yeah. take the job for the New York Giants. Yeah, and that, that kind of stuff matters, you know, going into the next season. So, And then the Niners are still in the mix. <laughs> they're they're in that uh, top class as well, which makes you happy. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, the, the NFL season, uh, in a sense, never ends, does it, with the storylines. So. Even with the new quarterback, Trey Lance, the 49ers have the third best odds-on favorites in the NFC to win the Super Bowl behind the Rams and the Cowboys, which is – Crazy when you think about that talent that they have and all they need is just a dynamic quarterback, although Trey Lance is unproven. I'm not saying that the Rams' run is over. I mean, they could run off two, three more Super Bowls because this team is still going to be in place, but they have no future. They have no first-round draft picks until 2024. This was a win-now mode for the Rams. They had to get it done. I'm happy for Matthew Stafford because I was a fan of his when he was the quarterback at Georgia. And I just love how Georgia fans are thinking that they won something because Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. I mean, he doesn't play for the Georgia Bulldogs anymore. But, hey, you could be a fan of Matthew Stafford. You could be a fan of Sony Michelle. You could be a fan of Leonard Floyd. There are some great Georgia legends that were in this Super Bowl, and, and hats off to them. Absolutely, and uh, let's cover some tidbits while we're at it. There was a lot of first-time winners uh, in this Super Bowl, whether it be uh, players or coaches. Sean McVay, so that, yeah, head coach to win a Super Bowl. Yes, uh, eclipsing uh, Mike Tomlin by a matter of days. I did see that stat. Uh, also, uh, you know, you look at the players winning it for the first time. You mentioned Stafford and Donald, and uh, even uh, Beckham as well. Uh, you know, he, him getting his shot there. Uh, you know, I was sad to see him injured uh, in the game. You know, you never want to see a player injured. But I will say it's, you know, it's interesting. There was a lot of love for him, but I think we agree. I don't really agree with how he whined his way out of Cleveland, uh, you know, and people seem to forget that and kind of, you know, uh, he did, you know, play well for the Rams. But, um, you know, good for him. You know, he was emotional and, uh, you know, 
let's be happy for guys, I suppose, when they get that that ring for the first time. Uh, what that was his first one, right for Beckham? Yes. Okay. All right, we got that, and then uh, a few other uh, interesting stats is most sacks ever in a Super Bowl game. Again, you got to find a way to get. Uh, those linemen to protect him in the future, you know, uh, and I think they will focus heavily uh, on those offensive linemen with uh, the draft coming up. However, they, they can get that done because, you know, they got a hall of fame offensive lineman. Who's their hype man, right. For the Bengals, who's on all the radio interviews before the Super Bowl. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, uh, the famous offensive lineman for the Bengals from the, from the previous years, Anthony Munoz. Yeah, Munoz, a Hall of Famer. You know, he, he's going to be in their ear about uh, <laughs> getting that quarterback taken care of. Also, um, this is real interesting. Uh, Burrow was pressured 43% of the total game. So basically one out of every two plays almost. He was pressured and hurried, and he only had 2.4 seconds to get rid of the ball. That That's incredible in a, in a Super Bowl game. So uh, think about that in the speed of the game and how quickly things were coming at him and how, you know, he was having to make his reads and, and process. That's why he didn't see a lot of success in the receiving game. You know, he only had that much time to get rid of the ball or hand it off or, or whatever he would do. There was also more plays in this game run to the middle of the field from the running back position than most any Super Bowls, uh, in, you know, at least in modern memory. And that was frustrating a lot of casual fans watching the game. Like, from both teams, like, why do you keep running the ball down the middle with, you know, <laughs> the defenses keep stopping it. But on first down, on first down, just about both teams, about the whole game, would run the ball down the middle. And so both teams' run defenses was good, especially on first down. Uh, and then also fastest second-half uh, touchdown in Super Bowl history, that quick hit that Burrow got to one of the receivers. Uh, that was uh, very interesting, you know, <laughs> coming off halftime. You know, the, they barely got the set off the field, so to speak. Uh, the halftime show set off the uh, field before that second-half touchdown. So there's a few uh, tidbits and a couple more. Uh, Cup performing that well, down three receivers. Their top three receivers other than Cup, and he still had that kind of game. So uh, congratulations to him. Great guy. You know, man of faith, you know, glory to God, kind of classy guy, hard work, great story for him. Um, and then, of course, McVay being the, the youngest uh, one to win the Super Bowl from the coaching position. So there's a few tidbits. What do you think about those things, Richard? Well, I think that the play call of Sean McVay, gutsy call, by the way, on that fourth and one, doing the mm-hmm. end around reverse, Cooper Cup got the first down. And – Zach Taylor, uh, the head coach for the Bengals, had some gutsy play calls. It didn't go his way. Had uh, went for it on fourth down when they had the ball for, and could not get it. Gave the Rams a short field, and the Rams were able to get that touchdown to make it 7 nothing. I actually thought the Rams were going to control this game and even possibly blow out the Bengals when they took the 13-3 lead. And then the momentum shifted when Odell Beckham Jr. went out. The Rams could only hold on. The Bengals were able to get a touchdown to cut into the lead 13 to 10. And of course they got the ball back and they went up 17 to 13. A lot of people don't realize this, that Joe Burrow got injured. And in fact, injured significantly. I didn't think that he was going to be able to continue. You could see in his face that he was in pain. We'll find out later on in the week, how severe this injury was. That might've factored into his play toward the end of the game. Oh, yeah, he definitely – that definitely affected him and his mobility. And, he, 
even when that very last play where he was trying to, you know, circle around and throw a quick, you know, pitch pass to to the running back there. Yeah, uh, that was, you know, his youth to his advantage there, even being able to come back in that game. Yeah, that was painful to watch. And they even showed his mom and his girlfriend on the screen. And, you know, even my wife watching the game, she's like, that looks bad. <laughs> it was a great game. I'm glad it ended the way it did. Like, a close game. I don't like the controversial referee penalties but you know I, I was expecting a good game fans won we had just nothing but down to the wire postseason games all the way from start to finish and that is great but rob we're gonna switch gears and uh, there's a lot more to than just the game during the super bowl first oh, yeah. of all the entire broadcast yes. i really like the way they you know integrated hollywood into this broadcast and I like the beginning of the broadcast where they talked about the different football movies and the commercials they were funny what commercials actually caught your eye like what was your favorite commercials all right you know I'm a commercial research guy so I'll give you a little tidbits on that for the show today uh commercials average seven million dollars for 30 seconds that's incredible that the prices keep going up uh along with our gas and groceries right brother yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> so seven million for 30 seconds uh the top rated ads this year and you know, and you can comment on them as I give them to you. Uh, the top ads were the Austin Powers reunion commercial for GM. That was towards the end of the game. That was absolutely hilarious. Uh, did you happen to catch that one? Yeah, I did. I, I okay. like it because I, I watched the Austin Power movies, and it's nice to bring back uh, all the actors that played in the Austin Powers movies. I guess for millions of dollars, you can do that, right? <laughs> uh, another one, uh, you know, Alexa reading your mind, and and. All right, that was a funny in a way, but it's also creepy because, like, a lot of people, you know, question Alexa and whether she's listening to everything you say. And sometimes Alexa will do things, you know, and you're like, how did she do that? And, it's, you know, that kind of thing. So whether it be Alexa or Siri or Hey Google. Uh, but anyway, Alexa reading your mind, that was kind of funny, but it's also kind of creepy in a way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Are you an Alexa guy? Uh, yeah, I have a, I have an Amazon product that has Alexa. Yes. Yeah. I'm an Alexa guy too. We use it for lots of things. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, uh, coming back with a commercial, Planet uh, fitness, Planet fitness. William Shatner was in there too. And I love the phrase feel they made up a word feel fitacular. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And I love that because she was kind of like making uh light of her past you know, and, you know, that kind of thing and who she is now. And so good for her. That was a good one. That one rated really high. Another one uh, kind of sentimental, the Clydesdale horse getting injured um, in an accident, you know, jumping accident and, and the, uh, the dog being the, the uh, horse's buddy and, and uh, you know, them getting back to running again. That was a Budweiser's um, commercial that, that rated really high, kind of sentimental. Also, there was a commercial for Squarespace, which is a website company where you can make up your own website. And it was uh, Andre 3000 narrating it. Oh, Zendaya, uh, the, the Sally sells seashells. Yeah, there you go. 
she sells seashells <laughs> and that one rated really high just because it was cute and uh you know got the point across all right here's one for us man i'm guilty of this you know i need some irish spring i know you use some irish spring yourself through the years irish spring the no stink land like where am i you know i'm in the no stink land that was hilarious you know the guy landing in in the irish spring country yeah. you know so uh, that that rated really high you know guys can relate to that also uh pete davidson you know he's a love hate kind of oh, guy the, but- gerard mayo they try to recreate the office linebacker they try to recreate that and gerard mayo was advertising mayo and pete davidson you know he didn't want to get hit and then he hit him it, it, it was funny he said i'm a hittable guy and he kind of making fun of himself there so love that one that rated real well uh prime video debuts the lord of the rings series so they prime video is going to be the exclusive uh that's a new thing you know like if you want to watch this show you got to go to the hbo you know, product that you buy. If you want to watch this, it's going to be on Disney plus, or it's going to be exclusively on Netflix. So that's a big thing right now. These companies are like, this is our flagship. You know, if you want to see it, you've got to subscribe to our, you know, channel or our product, whether it be Peacock's another one, you know, so prime video rolling out. Hey, we got the Lord of the Rings as a mini series coming out and, you know, a lot of Lord of the Rings fans out there. So that was huge. Uh, did you happen to catch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That, that one will do really well. And then new movie trailers, uh, namely the biggest one that premiered was the Jurassic world dominion movie coming out. And they showed the trailer for that during the game as well. Yeah. That was the, probably the first commercial that came out once the game started and the anticipation for that, bringing back Dr. Grant and uh, Jeff Goldblum. And just, I love how Jurassic World has got like a new generation with Chris Pratt, but you're also bringing back the old gang from the original Jurassic Park. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was received really well. Also, uh, what was received really well is, is The Rock uh, being a part of the uh, Super Bowl introduction. What'd you think about that? He's a type of actor that is part of L.A. and he's promoting the XFL and, you know, good for him. Absolutely. That was uh, received really well. And then an annoying amount of crypto ads. <laughs> some some were funny. Larry David, you know, don't miss out on the next big thing. That was pretty funny, like where he was, you know, in all these scenes from back in history saying, nah, that's not going to do well or you know, ah, that's nothing and that kind of thing. So, and then uh, LeBron James with his younger self. Oh that, that yeah. Was, that, that was a good one too. Uh, that was a pretty cool thing. So here's what I'll say about the commercials for your listeners is all commercial ads are now available to see on the entertainment weekly website, ew.com. And I sent you the link for your listeners. You can actually go on their website and watch, uh, watch these again so uh you know it's kind of hard to catch all these during the game because they come at you so fast but uh you can go watch them again and so uh those were the top ones and uh schwarzenegger was in an ad uh he was in some kind of ad uh, I, I didn't see that it was one, an electric but- car one uh he played it was like zeus retiring and so <laughs> he was getting frustrated because um there was electrical shorts in his entire home and then his wife played by selma hayek like these are mythical characters and he's got a Pegasus, a little tiny pet. That's a Pegasus. And he's in 
the electric car and they're playing electric Avenue and he's using his lightened hands to make all the stoplights go green. It was, that part was, was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty well received as well. So uh, the last thing to cover in today's show would be the music, right? I mean, there's always a big deal made out of who's going to sing the national anthem and, you know, uh, you know, and then of course the lift every voice and, and uh, of course the, all the pregame stuff and then the halftime show. So what are your thoughts on, on all that? Well, first of all, I think they would have been okay with just having Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. That was the highlight of the Super Bowl halftime show. I was in chills when they came out and played the next episode where Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, in my opinion, are the best duo of all time when it comes to music. I like Mary J. Blige. I like 50 Cent. I like Eminem. And I like Kendrick Lamar. But they just don't do it for me. I, it was Dr. Dre and Snoop, and they were on another level, and that's why – Personally, in my opinion, this was the best show of all time. It even rivals Prince Purple Rain in 2006 when it was raining. Now, whether or not you're a hip-hop fan or you just don't like rap at all, I I was reading some of the comments on Twitter. They just do not like rap, and so they were outraged that hip-hop is a huge culture in Los Angeles. This was something that needed to happen. You know, the winner is all the fans that loved hip-hop in the early 90s. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre were the first to really make it mainstream. And whether or not you're a fan of them or not, I was a fan because that's the music I listened to in high school, regardless if it is appropriate or not. Yes, I would allow my kids to listen to music with cuss words in it, but they do have a huge impact on our pop culture. And that's something you have to recognize as a music fan. Absolutely. And, you know, and okay, I'm in the boat of it's not, not really my thing, or maybe it was, and now it isn't, but here's the thing, you know, like it's going out to millions and millions of people spread it around, you know, maybe, maybe have like, you know, gospel one year or country the next year or old rock and roll, you know, like spread it out, man. You know, it's like, this is America now. And then, you know, again, whether you agree with it or not, I I noticed that Eminem did a quick kneel and, and it looked like he was praying or something, but you know, that was his support of social justice issues. Cool set 50 cent. There was some, you know, playful comments about his weight. Now he had 50 cent turned into a dollar 50, you know, he put on a hundred pounds, <laughs> you know, and, uh, man, how much, uh, you know, how much, uh, uh, cables and, and, uh, string did it take for him to be, you know, suspended like that upside down with as much as he weighs right now. I mean, there was a lot of like, you know, silly comments like that, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was, is the latest halftime show, uh, maybe not the greatest, but Hey, you know, it's a matter of opinion and that's, what's great about American music and the freedom that we have in this country. I've said that time and time again, you know, whether you agree with it or not, you know, just be thankful that we have such great freedom in this wonderful country. And the Super Bowl is the height uh, of American sports culture. So it was, it was a great night, lots of fun and takeaways from it. Um, so we've enjoyed recapping that on today's show. As always, great. You know, the Monday after the Super Bowl is going to be dominated heavily by the game, the halftime show, the commercials. Well, Rob, we have. Uh, 364 more days till the next Super Bowl in 2023. It will be in Arizona. I highly doubt the Arizona Cardinals are going to be there. I don't think we're going to have a three-peat of a team that has hosted the Super Bowl 
make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, what's your early prediction for the Super Bowl for the 2022 season? Uh, Brady's going to come out of retirement and oh, sign with you. The- there you go with Brady. Oh, and, and, and sign with the Cardinals so that they get to host be the host team for the Super Bowl. All no, right. we're just having no, a little man. fun with that. Hey, it's almost baseball season, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, who knows? Uh, the NFL so, is, yeah, is what so, it is. <laughs> Rob, the next time I have you back on the show, it, next Monday, it'll be President's Day. Uh, we'll talk college basketball, basketball. I mean, there's so much more stuff to talk about when it comes to sports, so be prepared Because we are getting ready to talk about March Madness. I will get you enrolled in Bracketology 101. I already have three students. So, you know, classes in in session. So I'm going to get you enrolled in Bracketology 101. We will recap all the college basketball games that happened over the weekend, including congratulations to your Memphis Tigers for upsetting the Houston Cougars. Absolutely. I watched that game and uh, that was kind of a monkey off their back kind of thing. They're they're trying to play into that bubble, you know. They're on, they are, they're on the bubble. They're on they the bubble now. A, on the bracketology, they're officially one of the first four teams out. Before that upset, they were the next four out. Absolutely. So everybody that's what I love about college basketball. You know, everybody's got their favorites and there's always Cinderella stories every year. So yeah, we'll dive into that. Uh, we also got the beginning of NASCAR season coming up. You know, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of NASCAR fans out there, especially in your part of the country down there. And uh, so we got NASCAR season coming up, the big uh, first, first official race of the season. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know, golf starting up again and uh yeah, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, just move on from one thing to another. And with baseball, uh, the the uh, commissioner and the owners are going to be sending the Players Association uh, a new offer to try and get things restarted again. So we'll see what that goes. That's supposed to be developing this week. So we'll see where that yeah, goes. Hope so. Fingers crossed. Hey, before I let you go, did you see highlights of that Phoenix Open where they had the, the golfer had the hole-in-one shot? But have you ever seen a – where it looks like a stadium and it's got one golf hole. No, that's fascinating. That reminds me of like, uh, you know, top golf, you know, which is super popular right now. Yeah, it was incredible. He ended up getting a hole in one and then the whole golf course got flooded with drinks and they, they just were just pouring it all the way on the golf course. I don't know. It's just one of those things I've seen on, in the sports center highlights i mean we did have some other sports this past weekend other than foot other than the super bowl but anyway and then later this week you might want to cover the winter olympics because again uh not that many people watching it so uh, i'll leave that up to you <laughs> well i'm i'm excited this is the first week that we get into the hockey preliminaries uh the u.s are three and oh after beating canada over the weekend probably the biggest upset they haven't beaten canada since 2010 and then my favorite event is bobsledding and that's going on right now yeah there you go you know it's all about the athletes and you know we still gotta try and support them you know they spend their whole lives training for this stuff so all right well thank you rob frazier for being on the show that's all the time i have don't forget for tomorrow's episode no guest it will just me it will just be me talking about sports for approximately 25 minutes. And don't forget, 
that this is aired on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show, and then Brad Page will be on on Wednesday, and then I'll have Gabe Reynolds on Friday. Hope everybody has a great day, and enjoy the rest of your day. And guys, go get something for your wife for Valentine's Day or girlfriend or something. You cannot forget about this day. Trust me, as a sports guy, I almost did. Thank you, Rob, for reminding me. All right, have a great day. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.